0: Log Talk Radio
1: and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks, Lori LeBay. For those of you that are new to our show um, and Alzheimer's Speaks as a whole, basically we are an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort around the world. We truly believe that by joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having these everyday conversations like we have here on Alzheimer Speaks Radio that we're going to be able to remove the stigmas and the myths attached to dementia and memory loss and help those not only diagnosed with the disease but those caring for them as well. We need to pull back as a community and live in unity, um, understanding um, what the needs of individuals with dementia are, and those who are, are partnering with them. At our core, we truly believe that, that working collaboratively together, we can win this battle against this disease. And I know it's working because we were honored um, to be recognized as the number one influencer online regarding Alzheimer's, according to Sharecare, which is the largest uh, health and wellness website in the world, and Dr. Oz. And we didn't do that alone you all played a big part in that. Your likes, your clicks, your shares um, make a difference. So if you're listening online right now, I would love it if you would like our page um, on Alzheimer's Speaks Radio and also click onto Alzheimer's Speaks, our website. Uh, like us there. From there, you can get to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, Um, you know, be part of our social media because the more we share with one another and our circles and our friends and our colleagues the easier it's going to be for people to tap into the information when they need it. Um, it doesn't take much time. It doesn't cost any money, but it, it has a powerful, powerful effect. So I really thank each of you for, for all of your help and your support um, with, with our mission on Alzheimer's Speaks. I basically got into this because of my mother's own disease process, which was 30 years and um it it changed my life more than half of my life. I've been dealing with somebody with dementia, and there are so many people out there that need help, and we can we can each each make a difference so today on the show, like like we do every Tuesday, we invite you to be part of us to come and join the conversation and it's very simple you can do that in two fashions you can call in and the number is 714 364 4757 again that's 714 364 4757 or you can utilize the chat box and and join us that way which we would we would love to hear what you have to say on today 's show we um we have a fabulous guest, one that I think you'll find very intriguing i I know that that I have found um this man um just very interesting you know his story, and you'll probably have some additional questions that that you'll like to ask you see today uh we are lucky enough to have um Mike Good with us, and he is the founder of Together in This, which is an online community that helps family members care for someone with Alzheimer's or dementia. And through short and informative articles and easy to read tools, such as the introductory uh, guide to Alzheimer's, he helps people take control and gives them some peace of mind, which is just critical when when you are dealing with someone with dementia. So, Mike, I want to welcome you to the show. I'm excited to have you on. How are you doing today?
2: Hi, Lori. I'm doing great, and thank you for having me and all the kind words. I'm, hi to all of our listeners out there. I'm so excited to be here, and so happy I found you. Yeah, uh, well, you're...
1: You're in sunny California. I'm up in up in cold Minnesota, but it's nothing like out east, so I still can't complain. We can still see some of the some of the grass here, which is very strange for us in February to be able to see sea grass. Yeah. it's It's cold. Yeah. We're supposed to get maybe an inch today. So, um, but I would I would much prefer to be in California. That's one of my favorite favorite spots in the world out there. So I'm a little little envious yeah. of you.
2: I, I I agree. And, you know, in an ir- ironic way, I'm kind of envious of people that have some snow. <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually, you know, they don't know what winter is here, but we don't. And, um, uh, having grown up in Arkansas for 22 years, I, uh, I know what snow is all about and, um, I actually miss the seasons, which, um, I, I think change is good for the body and the soul. So, um, I know people might be rolling their eyes at me that are looking outside and have a lot of snow, but um, in my own way, I'm a little envious. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Well, we all want what we don't have, so I, I think that that's probably a that, a pretty pretty normal <laughs> thing there. Um, Mike, why be. don't you why don't you tell our audience who the heck are you and and how did you get into this space with dementia? I yeah. just find your story fascinating.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna um, just be honest and say you know about two years ago I I literally couldn't even spell the word Alzheimer's I would have I would have misspelled it and Google would have had to correct it for me, um, but let me give you the boring facts first is um, as I mentioned I I grew up in Arkansas and um, actually when, when I went to college I got an electronics degree in engineering and um, so I'm a self-proclaimed technologist I've had a computer computer attached to me since the age of 10, so for about 35 years now, Um, and I spent the last 20 years in California, and most of that was up in San Jose, which is called Silicon Valley because of all the high-tech industry there, and um, I was very involved in high-tech, worked for the defense industry for most of that time, Um, and during that time, I met my wife, and, um, since then we've moved down to even sunnier San Diego County. And, um, here we, we just set up residence to just, um, where both of us work on our entrepreneurship and, um, enjoy the sunny weather, like you mentioned. And, um, we, you know we like to get out and, and, you know, enjoy the outdoors and we love animals and all. And, um, but but that let me tell you what that 20 years did for me that I think is important to what I bring for people with Alzheimer's. Um, since I did when I did spend these you know 20 years, it taught me a lot of skills about how to be a leader and how to help people plan. And as an engineer, I am definitely a very practical, organized, detail-oriented kind of guy, and I like to help people. Get solutions to the, with their struggles, and I like to teach them how to do that so they can get out of being in a reactive mode or, or crisis mode and take that control. Um, and so that, that's, that's a little background on me. And, and, and currently, you know, I'm working on together in this. I'm, I'm building that community and while I also I've, I've learned that I like to volunteer, and I volunteer at some of our local memory care communities. And I also help volunteer for our local humane society.
1: Wonderful, so, wonderful. You know, and I know that in in some of our conversations that we've had, you, you found that it hasn't been easy to volunteer all the time. Um, can you can you share a little bit about that? Because I think that I think there are so many people who do want to volunteer, and I think that that's something as a society we need to you know we mm-hmm. need to get a better handle on to be able to tap that energy mm-hmm. um right. and that help
2: right yeah i um you know I, I truly believe volunteering has helped me discover who i am it's helped me find more purpose it's led me to this path of of helping so it's definitely something i highly recommend to people but but what from a business standpoint or a leader standpoint what, what bothers me is that some of the organizations they, they they don't communicate well with the people that want to volunteer. So the volunteer actually almost has to be the the more the proactive person, mm-hmm. and and that that's not just with um, memory care, but that's with some of the other volunteering areas I've helped with. And and I tell people that if you ever run a volunteer organization, you, you can't expect the volunteer to be coming to you. Because it's kind of like working out. Once you start doing it, you get in a routine and you want to keep doing it. But as soon as you stop doing it, it kind of slips away from your life. So if anyone out there is running a volunteer organization, just remember, you kind of got to nudge and prod your volunteers. <laughs> um, yep. But, but let me tell you more, sorry, more specifically towards memory care, though. People, it took me a while to realize this, Lori, and people just didn't know what to make of Mike Good. You know, why is this guy coming into our community that isn't a caregiver, doesn't have anyone associated in his family with Alzheimer's, but wants to volunteer, you know. And I think they looked at me kind of like the fact that I had an ulterior motive. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, so that's what, that was a little hurdle I had to recognize and overcome.
1: Well, and I, I think that that's a, a sad statement, but true. People have to be very protective, you know, over their, their clientele and their communities. And there's so much, you know, with scams and fraud and um, taking advantage of vulnerable adults. But, you know, there's got to be a way to to evaluate and not lose good, solid people that truly want to help, <laughs> you know.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, uh, but it does. It does take work, and organizations need some type of um, a system and a screening uh, process, and uh, you know, a way to kind of oversee and and manage things too. And right. you know, it would be it would actually be nice to see um, more money going in to projects uh, to coordinate volunteers, because I think that's why companies poo-poo it a little bit more than not, is that they just don't have the extra time, energy, and staff to be able to to man it and uh, manage it, you know, as a whole. Well, well, Mike, what what led you to create together in this? And and maybe start with, um, uh, you know, why you wanted to create something and then Mm -hmm. um, why why the name? Because it's an interesting name, too.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mentioned that I was in in the high tech industry for twenty years, and, and 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 while I enjoyed my job at times, we'll say, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I never was. I was never really happy. Um, mm-hmm. And for for some reason in, in in me, I always I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to always run my own business. Um, even when I graduated college, my intent was to start a home automation company, you know, and that was 25 years ago, but, but got pulled into a career. And, um, and finally, about two years ago, I decided that, you know, know, I always hear people say, don't look back and regret, you know, do things now, give back now. So I I wanted to be the guy that took those, those years of wisdom that people were telling me and, and I wanted to be that guy that actually did it. So I quit my career in defense and um, said I'm going to go out and I'm going to help older adults with technology. Mm -hmm. And not knowing what that meant, um, I just started off and said I thought I was going to create this big technology company that was going to have employees and it's going to have products and I was going to change the way our older adults engage with technology and how that technology helps them and I was going to create this, you know, spend millions of dollars to create a product, and <laughs> and um, I quickly, you know, I had, I had some early success in helping a couple of older adults in my community, and and I started to fall in the trap of thinking I was on the right path, um, but then it was silence. Um, nobody, you know, nobody wanted to you know, buy products from me. And I was just selling off the shelf stuff at the time, just to experiment. And, uh, but then I, that's when I realized that my niche was just too broad, that I had picked, I was making too much of a, a statement of older adults and technology. Um, but, but during that time, I'd been driving all over San Diego County for over a year, meeting people, going to caregiver support groups, going to caregiver coalition meetings, um, just getting involved in the whole healthcare community that I never knew existed. And um, during that time, I started meeting people that were dealing with this disease called Alzheimer's. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd heard of it, but, I was ignorant. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know. But, but what I did figure out quickly was that it was a very complicated disease. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, people were telling me when I did a I did a proposal to the National Institute on Aging to help older adults, they were telling me, you got to make it specific to memory problems. And I'm like, no, 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 that's just too complicated, you know. <laughs> so... Um, and it is, but then you know one day I was just sitting there and I had the epiphany of what am I doing? I need why can't I help this community that is touching me, you know touching my heart that you know, and um I just admit so many people that were struggling, I admit their loved ones with the disease, and I made a decision about a year a little over a year ago to focus purely on. Alzheimer's and other dementias. So. Well
1: that that is wonderful. How did you come up with the name together
2: in Oh the- yeah, yeah. You know, the name I was I'm actually happy that it came to me fairly quick. I I quickly realized that this is such a complicated disease that people should not go forward on in it alone that they need to get support and they need to band together to to try to be successful if if that's even the proper word to try to use in, in their caregiving role. And I wanted to build a, a community that that fosters that that togetherness and that relationship. Not not only from the family caregiver standpoint, but but from the professionals too. I want you know as you know and, and you're doing a great job of it you you bring all of us professionals together with the people that are in the midst of the disease, and it's that togetherness that just it just struck me and um and- and that's how it came about
1: okay well that's it's always interesting uh, to hear people's stories on um how they get involved and and you know one question i didn't ask you Mike is you know have you been touched by family or friend with this
2: disease or you know my i have not my my family is heart <laughs> disease with cancer, so they we don't we that i have have never never experienced it um but but now you know so i've never you know i've never had to care for somebody in that situation um which helps give me an unbiased viewpoint, I think. But I am very touched because I've met, you know, so many caregivers. I actually, I shouldn't say snuck into, but I attended caregiver support groups until they realized I wasn't really a caregiver. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the moderator, the, the mediator knew. Um, uh-huh. but, but so, you know, I, I made a lot of friends in those support groups, and I met their loved ones. And then through my volunteering, you know, I've made a lot of friends that have memory impairments. So, you know, I'm touched in those ways. But, yeah, but no family members or, or close friends.
1: Okay. Because so, so many of us, um, you know, fall into this because we've been touched. And so, uh, you know, I think it's really interesting how everybody gets in this space. But once you're, you know, once you're in it, uh, it's it's almost impossible not to be touched. Um, by the stories and the lives and the the courage and the the brilliance um, of this population. I just, I find it fascinating um, Mm -hmm. every moment, um, you know, in in work. I -hmm.
2: I was just going to tell you, sorry to interrupt you, but I've I've probably cried and been hugged more in the last year and a half than I had in the last 20 years Mm -hmm. (laughs) just because of that and that feeling.
1: Yeah, I get that. Last night I, I was um, speaking at a, a church here, and they they have some really cool programs for dementia at uh, Calvary Church um, in Golden Valley. And there was probably about a hundred people there, and I, you know, people were you know laughing and crying, and and came up to me afterwards, and and they're like, you know, <clears throat> and you do just such a, a fabulous job, and I and I said it's not work to me it doesn't feel like work. I, I am honored to be in this space, you know, and, and I think with most of us, that's really, truly how we feel. It's just, it's an honor to be in, in everybody's presence and and to be able to see um, and interact with people at their most vulnerable Mm -hmm. states. Um, It's just really beautiful and, and just such an honor. Um, You know, I just, like I said, I, I I totally love my job. I can tell that that you do too. Why don't we talk, um, Mike, yeah. about what is what, what are your what is your vision for together in this, and what what are some of your
2: goals? Okay, yeah, and, and I totally agree with what you said there, Lori. I um uh, I have I have a I'm doing quote unquote I have a girlfriend. <laughs> She's 80, mm-hmm. 85 years old at one of the memory facilities, and. I hold her hand, and she she just loves me to death. And it's 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 those moments, and 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 just hearing their stories in the past that that really really touched me. Um, mm-hmm. So I just had to share that because I, I love her so much. Um, oh. She's probably she's probably the one main reason that really helped me to decide to to start together in this and um to, to answer your story what when I started researching together in this um I realized how wonderful the internet is for people that need to get information about Alzheimer's because there's just so much information out there, but at the same time, I also realized what's bad about the internet is there's just so much information out there
1: <laughs> yep. um,
2: you know it's 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 fragmented. And sure, there's a couple of sites that have a lot of you know a couple of resources that have a lot of detail and all but 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 what I see a lot and you know I research every day for articles or been proven together in this and if I struggle to find information on a topic and I'm not in crisis mode, then it makes me wonder and how that caregiver, what that caregiver is doing and and they're you know they're giving up. Um, uh-huh. so so my mission and the vision with Together in this is to, to create more of a streamlined and easy to navigate website. I believe, you know, they're these caregivers they're not handed a training training manual and no one shows up at their door to help. And so if they come to Together in this, I really want to empower those unpaid family caregivers to, to find the resources they need quickly and um a lot of sites while they have all this information you go to them and it's it's hard to find the answer to the topic that you you need answers to right now yep. um or and or you go to a site and you know it, a lot of the sites are created by you know children or adult children such as yourself and um a lot of those sites and not yours in particular, but the articles are more personal stories. And Mm -hmm. the the caregiver would literally has to sit there and read that article and hope they get a nugget of information out of it. Mm -hmm. And while while those articles and stories have a place, they're not really tactical in, in telling that caregiver on how to proceed. And so, you know, our vision is to empower them with actionable information and I, so I you know I envision them and being able to find those practical answers to their needs and um and you know we're still working on it I've had to self-train myself also and and how to build a website and what it takes to run a website so I'm almost even falling into that trap of disorganization and you know and and not having it be my true vision, um, but but basically we, um, I go out and I research and we and I extract and refine that information to hopefully help reduce their learning curve.
3: hmm
1: And and I agree, you know, because I mean there there are some stories that I write that are. Um, they're a story. I mean, it's actually something that happened. I, I personally try to have some nuggets within those stories, but, mm-hmm. uh, and, mm-hmm. and some people are looking for emotional support and just want right. others to right. know that that, that those feelings are validated, but many times people just like, give me the one, two, three punch here <laughs> on how to get through this, yep. Be- because yeah. um Time is very very limited. um We do have a caller online here, and I'd like to pull them in. They're on a two one six number, so two one six area code. You are live and on the air. Did you have a question or a comment for us?
0: uh hello, Lori. This is Wayne Musker. Just calling to check. <laughs>
1: oh, hi, Wayne. How are you doing?
0: Hey, good, good. Uh, just listening to the show and uh, hoping to get some more information. Uh, I've got a few updates from my end, but. Uh, we can get to that later if
1: we have time. Okay, okay. I will. I will pull you in a little later, and, and we can we can talk about uh, your rock against uh, dementia there. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Wayne. Yep. Bye. Um, Wayne was on the show with us uh, uh, mm-hmm. oh a week or so ago, um, talking about his his program, and I I thought he might have a question for you because
0: okay. the. Uh, okay
1: but um we can we can talk about that a little bit yeah. later. Um, okay. Your your vision, uh, you know, one of the things that I like um Mike is, you know, your website is you know, it's nice and clean and easy to maneuver and I think you do a really nice job on on your newsletters and and so forth too. Um what kind of um feedback have you been getting from people?
2: Oh yeah, great. You know, yeah, it was um tell you, it's it's kind of a scary experience cause you you're putting it out there and you're you're hoping people you know like it and <laughs> and uh, actually the feedback has been very very encouraging i um that's probably been one of the it's definitely one of the highlights right now is um while I haven't reached a lot of the family caregivers yet, I'm getting a lot of professionals and and students that are Mm -hmm. looking at it and telling me that it's inspiring them to, to do things Mm -hmm. in their communities. Um, with their, for instance, I got an email from a gentleman Mm -hmm. in the the Netherlands the other day Mm -hmm. or last week, and he's working on their Alzheimer's website and he's telling me how my website and, and newsletters have inspired him to, to follow a similar approach. Um, and then, you know, and you, you mentioned my um, introductory guide to Alzheimer's earlier. That That's um, something I've created to be very, very high-level but action-oriented. Go take these steps and start to remove yourself, you know, get yourself out of crisis mode. And I've got a couple of different people from around the world that saying that they want to, Use it and leverage it to to do something that they're creating. So, um, so that's very encouraging to me. Now, um, I get, um, as you know, with the introductory guide, when you sign up, you, you get you become part, get on a part of the educational process that I have, where I trickle out an educational article about every week, and um, I get caregivers responding to me and sharing their stories and telling me how some of those those articles and help them through their day, so um, that's what it's about helping those people and hearing them tell me I'm helping them keeps giving me the strength to keep carrying doing it
1: mhm well that's that's great that's wonderful now we have Harry Urban on with us too I'm going to go ahead and and pull Harry into the conversation 'cause right. harry always Harry always has some comments Harry, how are you doing today? I'm
3: doing pretty good. I'm cold. Uh, I'm <laughs> snowy. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm wondering if I like Mike or not, be not in, in sunny California, but uh, I have a couple of things for Mike that I, I'd like to discuss with me. Uh, what okay. he is doing out on the West Coast, um, I am also doing on the East Coast. I'm putting together a, uh, uh, a group called United Against Dementia, and it's 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 the same thing. People want to volunteer but don't know how to. Um there's there's a lot of care facilities that, that need the help but they don't want to reach out for the help. Mm-hmm. Well I, I want to create a service that's free of charge that um that we screen the people and people can come to us that wanna to volunteer to go into a nursing facility and uh just hold hands with people, talk to people uh things things of that sort now my my question is um I'm inventing the world on the east coast, and Mike you're inventing the world on the west coast <laughs> why why can't why can't we partner up and um and, and come together as a as a team and instead of each of us trying to invent the world? Work together mm-hmm. for
2: a common cause. Well, absolutely, Harry, because we're together in this, right? So, <laughs> um, I mean, to be honest with you, San Diego County, and, and I'm I'm actually what's called a guardian angel, so they already have a – we have a system set up like that here. Um, so you might want to make sure your county – you probably already have, doesn't have something, but um, our county through what the – Memory care facility called um, Glinner is um, already has this process set up, but what I see struggles from they have is even though I've had my TB test and my background check, not all the all a lot of the facilities want you to have all that done over again. Like they need it done on their books, so that's just one of the hurdles. The um, I don't know if the liabilities are. You know, everybody's just scared of the liability or there's really laws in place that say that. But um, I know I've been sent to a facility and they go, oh, you got to run through all these hoops again. And, this, you know, those hoops sometimes take up to four hours to, to do, which in the big picture is not a lot of time. But, um, but Harry, um, long story short, yes, I'm here to help. I'm here to, you know, work with you in any way I can. Um and I, I love what you're doing, United Against Dementia. I think that's great, and if I can be part of that, I love to do it.
3: What what I would like to do, what I would like to see,
2: Mike, is um, uh,
3: people like us that have a technical background. Now, I mm-hmm. I grew up with technology. I was I was uh, uh, I was trained to think logically, mm-hmm. uh, but when I was diagnosed with with Alzheimer's, uh, that kind of went out the window. That's not mm-hmm. my world anymore. Uh, I can't I can't think logically like I used to. But um, simple things like video chats, I am I'm a big proponent of that because um, it gives the it gives people the opportunity to talk to their loved ones face to face. On a video chat program like Skype, Zoom, things like that. But but whenever I talk to a group about that, the first thing they say is, "Well, uh, that's too complicated." Well, it's not complicated. We know that. <laughs> it, it's very simple. It's very simple to set up in a in a care facility and teach anybody's home. And what uh, all they have to do is be able to talk. If they right. can do that, they can, they can video chat. It, it, it's as simple as that. Uh, right. That's the kind of thing that I'm pushing here in the East Coast, and uh, uh, it, it it's going to happen.
2: Yeah. It's just yeah. one. You know, you talk about the video chat, Harry, and that, to be honest with you, that was the first premise of the product I was going to design, and I actually owned, I own these. 20 22 inch they're nice big they're tablets so if you took like an ipad tablet that's only 10 inches and you just grew that doubled that in size to 22 inches i i have these tablets and the idea was i was going to take them into facility communities or into hospice or you know and, and set up for people to video chat with long distance loved ones and um i had this whole marketing you know I had this whole plan and um I just didn't fall it off. That's and, um, why.
3: That's why we we started up virtual memory cafes.
2: Right. And
3: And right. um, it, it it it's a it's a wonderful concept, Mike, because you can get uh, you can get anywhere from ten, fifteen, twenty people from all over the world mm-hmm, sitting mm-hmm. down and just talking amongst themselves. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. It gets. It, it it not only is is bringing the world together but um it's giving everybody um it's making us one
2: big family right right yeah uh, it's very intriguing. I saw you doing that, and i was i was very intrigued by it
1: very neat i think uh I think it's interesting how we can all you know work together and um You know, with your your tablets, maybe you'll still find a way somehow to get those incorporated and used and and stuff. Um, It sounds like a a great idea and um, a wonderful size to be able to to utilize those. You hate to have that technology go to waste. Um, Right, right. Just just, just sitting there, that's kind of got to break your heart a little bit, I would think.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, not not too bad. Not too bad. It's a You know, it's one of those things where it would be to do it right. It's probably going to cost you know a million dollars or more, and then you got to do all that stress of running a company and stuff. So, if, um, if togetherness is the right path, and I can help people and avoid all that personal stress myself, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I did take um. Let me share with you here because I just had a. I just thought about something. I did take one of these tablets into one of the daycares, and and adult daycares. And and what's nice is, since it's so big, I sat up there on the table, and it's only like half an inch thick, um, and I pulled up YouTube. Uh And I had had about five people with various levels of memory impairment sitting around, and we just started pulling up songs from the past or if someone lived in... And, you know, Texas growing up, I could pull up videos of Texas of their hometown potentially or, um, you know, so I just started pulling up things and the, the conversation amongst them and myself was just was so much fun. I just I really got a kick out of doing that. And um, I should probably try to do that more often. Um, but, but that tablet really, really lended itself well to that.
1: Oh, yeah, I can, I can believe that. I know in our memory cafes, we've gone onto Google Maps, and we've put in Mm -hmm. people's addresses. And we had one woman who lived over in Scotland. And she just lit, she just lit up, you know, telling us about her, her life in Scotland growing up and how she met her husband. And it was really very fun. And, um, it's amazing just to kinda of watch that spark of energy just ignite just instantly <laughs> yeah. and and the smiles yeah. and the giggles and and things. Pretty pretty incredible stuff. Um just like if I'll I'll put a plug in for the movie um Alive Inside for anybody who hasn't seen that that's available on right. that Netflix now and that just shows, you know, the power of music and, and how mm-hmm. wonderful that is and you can just see people light up. Um, yep. And uh, and I'm sure that's exactly what you. It sounds like exactly what you were describing um, when you use that. And and many of us have, you know, phones or um, they might have iPods or iPads. All of that technology can be used really simply um, to create some just wonderful wonderful moments with people and so i encourage people not to overlook you know what it is that they what what it is that they have um norm's mcnamara is wondering what your thoughts are on gps um locators um do you have any any thoughts on that with your technology background at all
2: um well i i was recently personally attached by an event that happened in san diego county where Um, unfortunately, a a lady was camping with her husband and, and went, went for a little walk while he was inside the camper and, and unfortunately they didn't find her for six weeks and she had passed away. Um, but she was only found half a mile from the house and I mean, half a mile from the camper and, you know, I, I listened to your radio show a few weeks back and, um, became very interested in, in the RF technology. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, GPS has a place. It has several limitations. And I think it puts a lot of, of the responsibility on the family caregiver themselves. Um, so it, it's definitely come a long ways. It's more reliable. But you know, as we know, it's still usually fairly costly, and um, you know now we're seeing it. We're seeing them embedded in shoes. We're seeing them, you know, in different, embedded in different pieces of, pieces of clothing. Um, you know, I definitely think it has a place, but I also think the RF technology has a, a big a big role too, and I'd you like to it. see more of our. Oh, go ahead.
1: Do you want to tell people? You know, because a lot of listeners might not know what RF stands oh, sorry. for. The-
2: <laughs> it's um, it's radio frequency. Um, it's um, it's basically where GPS is more of a, a you can track you over your entire trip and track the path you went on. Um, RF frequency is more like um, you the. Person is wearing a device that's transmitting a, a signal, and somebody walks around with an antenna to pick up that signal and locate you so it's more of a close range location system um, but as I learned from your guest a couple weeks back, um, they can also mount those to helicopters and increase the range to up to seven miles so if that beacon if that person was in a gully or a ravine or And that's the trees or even inside a building, that beacon tone that they're emitting could be picked up by these antennas where GPS needs a direct line of sight to satellites and would possibly be obscured. Mm -hmm.
1: Does,
2: Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Now, with the with the radio frequency, because um, I think people will have this question too. Um, what are your thoughts in terms of, you know, like with G- GPS, um, building walls and stuff. My understanding can get in the way. Um, what about radio frequencies? You know, like if somebody would wander into a big a big complex, um, could they still be found yeah. within the complex?
2: Well, you you get you guys think about it like like a basic. FM radio, if you will, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it it can go through walls, but it can still be blocked. But but say, mm-hmm. picture your loved one was in in a, a mall, a mall, for instance, with all these people and all these stores. It, GPS wouldn't be able to pick them up, but if somebody was walking through the mall with one of these receiving antennas, then they would definitely be able to find them, and they'd probably be able to find them pretty quick and easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, it, it, you know, I think, it, you know, it, it's more of, um, it, with the RF technology, it's more of a, a law enforcement initiative where the family caregiver calls those the search and rescue squad, if you will, and uh, or 911, and they send out somebody with these antennas to start locating somebody. But it has to happen in a quick order because the range is limited, whereas GPS can work all around the world. RF needs to be, you know, initially within the first mile or half mile. Don't quote me on those since I'm not the (laughs) the guy. Uh
1: Okay, well, not not a problem. Well, thank you for for uh, answering that question that uh, norms had had posed and for those of you that don't know norms um I don't know how you can't know them but you should know them uh, Norms McNamara is kind of the big kahuna behind uh, the Purple Angel project, uh, which is about dementia awareness and has had so much to do with dementia friendly communities and really getting um, individuals and businesses alike working together together and has done just Incredible, amazing work um, That has spread all around the world Um, If you are looking for information You can just Google the Purple Angel Or go to alzheimerspeaks.com To our About page And we have a a Purple Angel tab there Um, We are the launch pad for the U.S. But if you are out of the United States There's also a link there That will bring you right to Norm's McNamara page Just an incredible individual that is um truly, truly changing changing the world out there. Um Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about um who comes to your website um in again and the website name mm-hmm. is Together in this. Who who are the primary people that you want to serve?
2: Great question. You're, I um I am focused on the family caregiver, the 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 daughter or the son who's Find themselves thrust into this caregiving role um, they they want their their parent to be safe and happy, but they also want to you know protect their own livelihood and and have balance in their lives and and what I see is that a lot of them they're afraid and 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 they carry a lot of fear and a lot of guilt and um so I'm really there to help that family member get from out of crisis mode into more of a success-driven enrichment mode, if you will. Mhm. Okay. And, and, and to be honest, to be honest with you, Lori. Um, at least once a month, someone tells me that I need to turn my focus and start just helping communities because that's where the money's at. And. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I agree with them. You know, it'd definitely be easier for me to come up with a, a business plan that focused at the community and, and you know, got part of their yearly budget and towards me, but that's just not where my passion is. My passion is helping people that live next door to me or that I meet at the grocery store um that that are struggling. And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chase the you know sure i want to make money someday and um <laughs> but i'm doing i'm not going to i'm not going to chase that
1: yeah well and you know i i would disagree with that there's it sounds like there's a lot of money in that area but there's not a lot of money anywhere <laughs> you know and a lot of and a lot of uh, what communities are doing is volunteer based um and i talk to people and visit with people all all over the us here and so, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm glad to hear that you're not in it for the money, um, because I do think that even though everyone needs to make a buck, um, if if that's our primary focus, then we lose sight, you know, on what really needs to be done. I, you know, I would also like to see it where, you know, we're all not starving and, and going paycheck to paycheck <laughs> doing this either. I don't think that that's necessarily right, but. Um, but, you know, we really have to have the, the greater good in mind. And and I think it's important, too. You know, one of the lessons that I learned when I switched careers from, you know, I was, a, I guess, a successful real estate agent for 25 years and, and did mm-hmm. quite well. Um, and then I, I went into this knowing that this is a space I was supposed to be, um, didn't make, you know, money for, for years. And people were shocked because I have this big presence. Out there, um, but I wasn't mm-hmm. focused on the money because I just, I just thought we're too broken to to work within the system. I had to change the system and, and how I saw it function, and that really mm-hmm. has been my my goal to bring people together. Um, but it's it's been interesting because on that journey of not having money, I really learned I think so much in terms of true collaboration and volunteerism and igniting passions and giving people freedom to think outside the box. I'm just amazed at the wonderful ideas and skills and resources that are available that that as a society at large we don't tap into because they're not in Mm -hmm. the box. Um, you know they're they're not controlled, and that's one of the things that I love about Norm's Purple Angel is it's really about um, the broader uh, spectrum of letting everybody do what they can, so that they can feel purposeful and they can ignite that passion, and then and then that fuels others. I mean it's just it's really really something to watch. Um, we do have another caller, so let me go ahead and pull them in. We have somebody from a 646 number. 646, you are live and on the air. Did you have a question or a comment? A comment.
4: Hey, Lori, it's Lisa Hirsch.
1: Hey, welcome back to the world. You've been visiting (laughs) with your mom. I've been so jealous. Wonderful. Uh, Well, nice to talk to you again, Lisa. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing great. I'm doing really, really great. I want to know if Harry is still involved in, in the phone call. Is he listening yep. in?
1: Yep, Harry he is here. Okay. And I can put him live. Okay,
4: great. Okay. So so Mike, um my mom has Alzheimer's and um I have um a blog that's pretty international. And and I and there was a few things that you said that were – and I commend you for what you're doing, especially since you don't have a family member that has this disease. Um but we are I, I have a real strong belief that we're all in this together and we all do different things in different ways that contribute to other people. And um I actually from my block ended up writing a book because of all the amounts of people that have reached out to me and have written me other caregivers and have been inspired or touched by what I said that it could have been part of their own life, um, and it, it continues today. Um, so that was just one comment to you, and I, I know you weren't putting it down, but you were just trying to distinguish what you're different than what other things you might read. And, and no matter how we support other people that are involved with this disease, it's it's all real important.
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, the other
4: absolutely. So the other, the, so the other thing I want to say, which was with you and with Harry, so I am a long distance caregiver, and um, I had the opportunity, or I made it happen, spent a month with my mother uh, in Florida, um, and went to the nursing home every single day, and it was absolutely amazing. And my husband came with me, who. He's in health care anyway, and he, he is very comfortable around some of the people that, for me, would not be as comfortable. Um, and what I got to see is that ever since we were there every day, saying hello to people in the wheelchairs that seem like they're not even aware of anything anymore, that walking by and smiling and saying hello to them, what a major difference it made in their lives. It, it's like they they... Perked up, and after doing this every day, I mean, people are sitting mm-hmm. out in the hallways. It was a transformation to me of how they still really are there. I mean, yep. and 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 even though I knew that because I have volunteered myself in a nursing home in New York and experienced that when there was a, a piano player that came in once a week. And uh, some Alzheimer' people that would never ever talk or say anything or uh, respond when this piano player played and they they would light up and sing along I also have volunteered at the Alzheimer Association and it, 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 again it's it's you know i don't know how every state works i mean this is really probably directed more to harry about the volunteering um when he wanted to do and asked to join with you and different forces um but if people really do want to do it they're certain they certainly can approach either different nursing homes i don't i don't think what my mother is that that if i went there and cuz i know someone came in with their dogs you know, the I, I forgot what they call them. Um when people bring the dogs in you know, I, I'm sure that if sure. I spoke to the administrator at the nursing home uh and said I want to come visit once a week or this you know, they might have me fill out an application and talk to me, not just to let anyone in there, but it can be done. So that I wanted to address with you and Harry. Just give you share with you the experience that I just had. Wonderful yeah, I, I,
2: I agree with that, Lisa. The uh, sorry, Lori. Um, that smiling and just acknowledging the people um, is so powerful. And and when I'm in some of those communities and I see staff and other professionals, I almost feel like they've kind of become numb to it. And they'll just walk. They walk by people, and um, you know, a simple little acknowledgement goes a long ways. So I just no, you know. <laughs>
4: You know, I hear a lot of negative things about nursing homes. I mean, we all do. I mean, my husband just read me an article from the New York Times at the nursing home that I volunteered in New York City, what they were doing and trying to get someone's money. uh, There's a lot of scandals about that. But fortunately for us, my mother is in a nursing home where I will tell you, unless they put it on and act in front of me whenever I go visit, which... would be every few months for a few days, and my brother has witnessed it. He lives in the same uh, city as my mom, is that the aides and and nurses in this nursing home are unbelievably fabulous. I mean, the place is uh, a really old building. I would never want to be in that place. But on the other side of it, the care um, is, is unbelievable, unbelievable, so... If anyone is in Florida and Lori reaches out to you and wants the name of the place, I'd be more than glad to highly recommend it um, in the area of the uh, Fort Lauderdale.
1: Oh well, that's that's great to know. You know, because I, um, you know, there's pros and cons with all of it, and um, I think that's one thing that we have to be um, careful of is is not. Categorizing everybody in one bag because individuals have power and um, even where my mom was, there were three individuals that truly developed a culture um, that was so gorgeous and so caring and when they left, it was gone. And I I don't think the um, nursing home actually realized the power those three had and the difference that they made. And it took them literally, um, you know, it was three years and they still didn't, you know, get that culture back. And then mom had passed. But, you know, it's something so important to that belief system, you know, in terms of, of what people Truly have to offer and, and how they how they go about connecting with people. I'm going to pull um, Harry in here because I have him on mute because he has a squeaky chair there that <laughs> sometimes makes a noise. <laughs> so Harry, do, do you have any comments at all?
3: Yeah, that's that's not my chair squeaking. That's me. No, that's me moving. That's that's me moving around in my chair. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> what I want to bring up is um we can do away with the term long distance caregiving. That's one of the things that we can do right now, and that's through the through the uh uh the video chat, you know, things like that. We can do away with that uh, long distance caregiving. You no longer have to be a long distance caregiver. What I wanna see is nursing facilities getting Wi Fi in their in their facility. Now, once once they have Wi Fi in the facilities, we can have volunteers come in there and even the shabbiest ones, we can make we can make it pleasant for those residents in there just by volunteering our time, freeing up the staff from doing the mundane things. Let let them do the things that that um, um, that they're, they're supposed to be doing, they can do more one on one, and let the volunteers come in, just like Candy Stripers did of years ago. Uh, I use that as an example all the time. Uh, I want to see volunteers going in there, and you're going to be surprised how how much improvement you're going to see in these in these nursing facilities. I know they have a bad rap. But there's a reason for that, and the reason is money. It always always comes down to money. Well, if you could have a group of people that go in there and and volunteer their time, and it's so easy to do. I mean, you can have people in there 24-7. You know, I know people that want to volunteer, want to get involved in it, but they don't know how. You know, uh, they work shift work, so... Uh, the only time they could do something is at night time. Uh, well, you know what? Give me a call. You know, I can set you up some place where you can volunteer.
1: Hmm. Okay, Lisa. Any other comments that you have? Uh,
4: well, I actually know Harry from people that write me. There have been a few people that told me that in their nursing home, they're. Was a set day and a time for her that, like at eleven o'clock on a Tuesday, she could do Skype with her mother. So, so again, it's it's everything is individualized one by one. There's not like one set thing, you know. If you even like we all know with with the wristband, it's not like because one hospital took it, all the others it ricocheted across so anything's possible in my mother's particular case it wouldn't help because she has macular degeneration and she can't see your face like i i i stopped showing her pictures quite a while ago because she couldn't see a picture um but that it does exist and again it's it's like picked out where and what you know and
3: how it, it's amazing how if you take an ipad or a tablet and 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 you do a, a chat with somebody. I've seen it so often that that the resident they they touch the screen I've seen them kiss the screen <laughs> and you know you know you're communicating with that person you know you're reaching them, and mm-hmm. there's no feeling like that that i mean you can't buy that.
4: Yeah, advertising you know, also I know I know you were you were putting into uh you were putting in you know, uh, Mike, you said in the beginning when I turned on, which was pretty beginning when you started to speak, is like how people like uh were maybe looking at you cross eyed, why were you doing this? Especially if so, uh Harry you said we can get rid of the term long distance caregiver, and I know it was connected to uh your Wi Fi. That's where you were speaking about it, but I will tell you, I never gave myself the title of a long-distance caregiver, but I did have people, oh, a few, thank God, only a few, literally attacked me as a long-distance caregiver saying, what do I know? I only see my mother once every few months. And boy, did that hurt. That, like, yep. stung, like, yep. so I never gave myself that, but because I live a distance away, I am a long-distance caregiver, um, and I, I, so it's it's interesting, Mike, like where you said what happened and here I was and, and being accused that I didn't understand, you know, like someone was so angry that maybe they had their parent maybe living with them or frustrated or going to a nursing home every day. And, it, you know, unfortunately I would prefer to be with my mom every day or a few times a week, and it hurts me that I can't see it that way. But I did, Harry, make some fabulous little videos on my iPhone and I've shared them on my Facebook page and then I have a bunch of others that I just have in my phone, which really is great for me that I can see, I can see her and hear her speak every day.
1: Yeah, that does make such a huge difference. Um, I still go back and and, you know my mom I can't believe she's going to be gone a year this month and I still go and watch her videos and it just brings a smile to my face. You know that video is so powerful to be able to hear her giggle and see her laugh and um, just that time together, very, very precious. So really encourage people to utilize those um phones we're all carrying around with us, you know, and, and, and take those. Harry I have
4: another thing for you to add on to your agenda. Is okay. I posted a video of, of my mother in a Merry Walker. Do you know what I don't know if you know what that is, but yes, I cannot tell you tell you how many people contacted, sending me messages, what is it, where they get it. And unfortunately, it's against the law in a lot of these nursing homes. So it's, it's too much of a liability. And so where my mother has the freedom to walk every single day and not be stuck in a wheelchair, there are many facilities, nursing homes, that can't do this because of liability insurance.
1: Yeah. What what exactly is a Mary Walker?
4: Um, it's her. It, and there, are, it's a tubular. Okay. If you see people walking down the street or in a nursing home or in, with a walker, but they're not attached to it, so they could walk away from it, but it helps mm-hmm. assist them in walking, except more than a cane. We know what walkers mm-hmm. are, right?
1: Yep, yep. Okay.
4: So the Mary Walker, and like I said, you could see pictures of it on my uh, on my Facebook page. It's a white. Or it could be, I guess, any color, but it's a tubular. It's made out of uh-huh. like uh, the plastic, and it has wheels on it. So my mother can't walk away from it, so it's like closed off. It has a handle in the front, so she can't remember that she can't walk without it, or they don't. She could, but they don't want her to. Um, and because then there could be more accidents. So, and it has a seat in it. So, if she gets really tired, because my mother walks the halls all day long, if she gets really tired, she can stop and sit on the seat. It is fabulous.
1: Okay, okay, that's yeah. That would be that would be very nice. Well, Lisa. Yeah, I'm sorry. Lisa, I I really appreciate having you you call in today. So, um thank you so much for your comments and and Harry, I I appreciate you um calling in as well. I want to get um back to Mike again and just uh find out what is next for him in together in this. Um Mike, what what are do you have some future plans here that you want to share with people?
2: Yeah, sure. Um it's quite interesting. I I it, it's neat how you know, I know people want technology and I know there's a place for it and um and I still have I have some pretty neat ideas in my mind of stuff that I think could really help and um but I have to they're on those ideas are on hold right now. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but 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 for Harry there, you know, I might i I was listening and, and for Lisa and, um it he got me got my um my thoughts going again on some of the, the engagement ideas I've kind of put on hold, but um, but um, as far as togetherness, yeah, I, um, you know, as as we've talked about, since I'm not personally affected, you know, I'm not really. Uh, my my goal is to continue to build togetherness into a hub of resources, and I want to do that by reaching out and finding and, and, and engaging with other professionals who are experts in their areas and, and having togetherness be a place that a caregiver that's maybe they're new to it. they're you know, they're in that crisis mode that they can come to and find these different experts on these different, um, areas of need to, to help them. So I'm going to continue to build my relationships with professionals, um, towards that goal and then um so and and while doing that foster this community of caregivers where they tell me what they need, what they want. You know, I want to build the site to be what everybody wants, not what Mike Good thinks they want. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep working towards that goal. And um so and and eventually if if these caregivers that come to the site and talk with me or meet you know engage with me I'd like to turn together this into more of an educational platform that possibly provides a curriculum that can walk a caregiver through you know if they if they can take the time in the day to to learn a little bit each day' we'll walk them through an educational process to empower them and and know that that can be through through articles or through through audio such as the radio shows through videos. Um, but, but making it that one-stop shop for them, hopefully.
1: Okay, wonderful. Well, I would invite um, any of our listeners if you have a uh, a comment or a question, please feel free to um, utilize the chat box and and put the uh, you know go ahead and, and write your comment in. We'll pull that in. Or if you'd like to call in, uh, again that number is seven one four. Three six four four seven five seven. Again, that's seven one four three six four four seven five seven. Mike, in the meantime, do you want to tell people how they can how they can contact you?
2: Oh, sure, sure. I um, I you can if you go to Togetherness, you can you know get to me through the contact form there. Um, it's Togetherness dot com. I'm also we have a website. Our uh, website <laughs> we also have a Facebook page that that you can find um it's probably best to go through the website because' cause there you can either use that contact form or you can scroll down to the bottom and and click on one of our social media icons and uh, if you're interested, you can also subscribe to our basic newsletter which um a link to that's at the bottom of every page, and there we just provide with provide a every two weeks we send out a newsletter that shares our latest articles or our latest own status. And um I look forward to hearing from people and, and learning more from how I, you and how I can help you.
1: Okay. Wonderful. Well I appreciate that so much. Harry, I'm just gonna see if you have any any last minute comments uh for Mike.
3: Uh no, Mike, you you you're doing a wonderful job. And now I see things uh through the eyes of uh, somebody living with dementia. Right and it, it it does it does my heart so it makes me feel so good that somebody from outside our community mm. is doing for us.
2: It means so much. Thank you. You're you're, you're welcome, Harry, and that, that... I really hope that touches me to hear that too because that's, you know, fortunately I, um, you don't know, but I've been, you know, watching you on Lori's show for, you may know, but, uh, for the last year maybe and, you know, listening to you and, and Michael and, and Dina and everybody talk about, um, your daily life with your, your, you know, your challenges. It's, it's been very inspiring to me and, um, you know one day i want to get to where i'm actually you know maybe i am helping design some technologies that that make this easier for both the the caregiver and the person with with dementia and um so i hope that you know i can stay in touch and and work together and and whatever whatever is needed
1: okay wonderful um lisa i'm just going to ask you if you have any um Questions as well, and then I'll, I think what I'll do is roll into Wayne because I know he's got an update. But Lisa, did you have anything, any other comments that you wanted to make on uh, the conversation that we're having here with Mike Good
4: with together in this? Um, no, just I just thank every like because I am such a strong advocate that we're all in this together. So um, no matter what part we play in it, so I thank everyone who's involved and everyone, Lori. You're a major on my top ten list. So <laughs> well,
1: and, and Lisa, Thank you,
4: Mike. Thanks, Harry. And Lori. I think the world of you.
1: And um Lisa, um why don't you give people a you know, uh, a little or give a plug for your book, My My Mom, my hero and, and how do people get that? And how do they how do they find your blog as well?
4: Um my blog is mommyhero at blogspot dot com. Or if they go on my Facebook page, my mom, my hero, it has a link to my blog. Um, my book is my book is available as an audio, a book, and a, and a uh, book all on Amazon.
1: Okay, so it, wonderful. It, it's
4: my mom, my hero by Lisa Hirsch. Wonderful. Wow.
1: Well, thank you um, all for participating in the show today. I'm going to go ahead and uh, pull in Wayne uh, Mesker. Wayne, are you still with us?
0: Yes, I am. Uh, Very interesting show. I'm glad I got to listen in. Uh, Once again, my higher partners at work, uh, Mike, you're doing wonderful things. Harry, you're doing wonderful things on the East Coast. I'm here in the Midwest, so don't leave us out. Uh, we could uh, we could definitely all collaborate together and uh, the Midwest can definitely use the kind of things that you're doing as well uh, quick update, a few things uh, Rock Against Dementia is going to have multiple events on March 21st I'm doing one here in the Cleveland area that's going to be live streamed uh, Norm and his friends are doing some over in the UK and I don't know if there's going to be any other ones uh, but it's going to Kind of be a trial for a global event in the future uh that we're hoping to put together and uh update number two, I have a meeting with uh Senator Sherrod Brown's deputy director uh next Tuesday, possibly at congressman uh Renese's office Congressman renacy is a republican uh Senator Sherrod Brown is a Democrat, and uh we're hoping to get some bipartisan legislation drafted and proposed uh regarding dementia and Alzheimer's. Uh, Well, that's
1: very exciting. March 21st, that's coming up here really
0: quick. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the third update is uh, I'll have to put you in touch with them. Probably I have a legendary musician who is a friend of mine who unbeknownst to me, his father has suffered from dementia for the past five years, and he's been traveling back and forth to the U.K. to take care of him. And he is very interested in being on board with this whole thing, and uh, he lives in Modesto, so he's right in your neighborhood. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Well, that's very exciting. I look forward to uh, to learning more about uh, about the events that are lined up and. Um, if you want to get me something, I'd be glad to push that out once you've got things all formulated, um, how people can access and and so forth. I'd be more than glad to to push that out on the blog. So, okay. Appreciate-
0: well, uh, there's we have a face. I have a Facebook page for Rock Against Dementia here in the U.S. Uh, it's Rock Against mm-hmm. Dementia on Facebook, and uh, they just started one Rock Against Dementia UK as well. So, you can go to either one of those or both of them. <laughs>
1: Okay, and it looks like Norms has said uh, Ireland um, is in it, too. So um, <laughs> so very cool. Yeah, that's very, very exciting. Uh, great news. Well, I appreciate everybody's involvement here today and um, sharing their work and um, their compassion. Uh, it just makes such a difference. Uh, to the rest of the world you know when we when we're able to have these simple conversations so thank you so much for for calling in today Wayne and and sharing sharing the wonderful work that you're doing it'll be uh, very fun to see how everything pulls together here Um, I think music is so powerful and I think it's going to be significant Uh, it's just been a matter of time before this takes off so that
0: that is well. We're all great. we're all in this together. <laughs> Maybe yep. it could be the next. We are the world. <laughs> yep,
1: yep, yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Well, our our next radio show will be uh, next Tuesday, and we're going to be having uh, Memory and Company, an Alzheimer's uh, Health Club, on, along mm-hmm. with Kelly Sheets and Karen Love with Fit Kits. Um, If you haven't seen our Dementia Chats, which is a webinar that uh, we do twice a month, uh, you can just go to our homepage, alzheimerspeaks.com, and there's a couple of them posted. Otherwise, you can go to our About page and um, just click on Dementia Chats. You'll find all kinds of videos. Uh, Those are free. They're open to public and professional alike. And so anybody can go ahead and uh, and participate in those. Uh, you can share those. People use them for family meetings. They're using them for staff training, all different types of things. And what's so special about them is our experts are those with dementia. Harry Urban, who joined us today, is one of our experts, along um, with Michael Ellenbogen, uh, Robert Bowles, and uh, Dina Dotson. Um, and they are just absolutely so generous and fabulous in sharing their insights and thoughts to help us all care better. Our next dementia chats will be on the 10th, because, again, we do those on the 2nd and the um, 4th uh, Tuesday of of each month. So it will be on the 10th and the, um, I think it's the 24th, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this month. So um, what else can I tell you? I need to give a shout-out to uh, just some great organizations that I, I don't think people know quite enough of. Um, we've already talked about the Purple Angel Project. Again, you can go to alzheimerspeaks.com to our About page. Um, there you'll get information on the U.S. Uh, project. Uh, but if you scroll down, you can also get to the global page that is Norms. Um, and is just changing the world. ADI, which is known as Alzheimer's Disease International, uh, is the organization of all the Alzheimer's associations around the world. So if you're looking for support, you can go to that uh, page, find what, what organization is closest to you. You'll also get global insights and research um, and uh, that is absolutely fascinating. If you're in Minnesota like I am, Health Star Home Health, uh, I highly recommend, I'm so impressed with this company. They are doing amazing work. They have um, actually trained their staff to be what they call Alzheimer's whispers that not only have learned techniques to deal with people with dementia, but they also share them with the families to help them uh, care for their loved one when when they're not there. If you're looking for a holistic approach, check out Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation. There you'll find uh, things on diet and exercise and meditation. They also have some free educational uh, information there. Many are dealing with specific types of dementia like Lewy body or frontal temporal lobe. Um, you know, and those each have their own national organizations that can really hook you up with specifics when dealing with with those types of dementia. And the national aphasia really has to do more with uh speech issues, which many times can occur with certain types of dementia. So don't forget about the National Aphasia Association. Tying back into that music note that we were just talking about with with uh Wayne from Rock Against Dementia is uh Alzheimer's Music Connect. They have uh, fabulous music. Um in several different eras uh, to help people connect and stay engaged and they have a patent pending um technology with their music that is you know you might either on a CD or you can download it uh that helps people engage up to 3 hours longer after listening to it so pretty cool Stuff, and then people are always looking for kind of gift items and and how to engage uh, Puzzle with me has designed some great puzzles, um, bigger pieces, more um, age appropriate for adults and um, and fewer pieces, so it's easier to succeed in putting the puzzle together and then Jiminy Wicket is an adaptive croquet game. They can be used as an educational tool or just for fun. Lots of different variables there. So, again, I appreciate everybody staying with us. I I love when people call in and utilize the chat box um please uh tune in uh next week um and every week uh at on tuesday uh tuesday morning and again, if you can't join us live, you can listen to these shows everyone is archived and I highly encourage you to like our um our uh, radio page, as well as our AlzheimerSpeaks.com website and our Facebook pages, as well. Uh, by sharing that information, you are making a difference in terms of just putting information out in front of people so that they can grab it when when they are ready. Um, again, I want to thank Mike Good with Together in um, in this. Um, It was a great conversation we had. And you can reach Mike at MikeGood at TogetherInThis.com or you can go to his Facebook page and, again, just type in uh, In TogetherInThis. Thank you all, and we will talk next week. Bye now.